You are listening to the Content Academy podcast where we teach online businesses how to create raving fans with their content. So let's get to it. Hello and you're very welcome to the Content Academy podcast. I am Phil McGrath and I'll be joined by Paul Caffrey very, very shortly. Today's guest is Mamika Cooney from MamikaCooney.com and we're very excited to have her on the show. Mamika is a South African-born video marketer. Um, she's a TV host, interviewer, published author, videographer and award-winning photographer to name but of a few of her accomplishments. Um, essentially, Mamika helps entrepreneurs build their business with video uh, and branding online marketing strategies. Um, she's done live television. She is a trained TV presenter and um, so certainly knows a lot about getting her message across in front of the camera and she teaches entrepreneurs how to harness the power of video marketing um, with various online courses that she has and she's kindly enough agreed to come on the show today to speak to us not only about video marketing but also about social marketing and the types of using Periscope and Blab and the like. So in today's show, we're going to look at why video is so important when it comes to building clients and connecting with them. And also just a little bit on how to decide which social platforms are best for you. Of course, there are plenty out there we can all be on, but which ones should you really be at and how you can kind of whittle them down to uh, a couple of ones that you really should be focusing on. There's no point in having 10 social platforms and doing them all poorly. We're better off having a couple that we can focus our time on and do them all well. And we're also going to look at the important differences between Blab and Periscope. Of course, two recently emerging online platforms that uh, plenty of marketers are using to great success. And of course, Mamika is going to go into a little bit about how Blab can impact your bottom line and how you can use Periscope to validate ideas is another concept we also talk about on today's show. So without going on too much and ruining what's coming up, let's hand it over to Paul and Mamika Cooney. Hey guys, today we're joined by Mamika Cooney. Uh, from aminkakuni.com um, and this is a really going to be a really exciting episode uh, we're going to talk about video we're going to talk about building courses um, and really we're going to then talk about the value of community and you know how you can actually go and maybe start making your own video courses and the like Mamika how are you how you, how's it going I'm really well thank you thanks for having me on the show great I'm so glad to always meet people on the other side of the pond and it amazes me technology brings us all together right I know, it's something else. It literally sounds like we're in the same room where we're probably five or 6,000 miles apart. Uh, and even my colleague, Phil, who's here as well, he's in a different country to me too. So it just goes to show how, we, how this can really come together. I'm oh, just, I'm just yep, hoping, totally. the, I'm hoping the internet connection holds up. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as you, you're not moving and you're standing still, we should be good. Got it, got it. There you go, stand still. Ireland, England and the States, we can, we can keep this up, we can keep this going. Um, so firstly, thanks very much for taking the time to come onto the show. Um, obviously, we're, we really are focusing on, you know, content and what types of content, um, you know, is working best for our guests. And I suppose before we get into all that, would you like to maybe tell our audience a little bit about you, about you, how you got started um, and then what's working best for you at the moment? Yeah, sure. Well, I'm sure you can tell from, I'm not from around these parts. I'm originally from South Africa, hence the funny accent. But I did live in England for six years in good old York, North Yorkshire. My mum and my sister still live there. So I had a good um, flavor of uh, living in, the, you know, in in Europe for a while, which was great. Um, the story goes is that um, I grew up in South Africa during the, the days of apartheid. And I do remember that my last year in high school was the year that Mandela came to power. And at that stage, it was like opportunities seemed slim. Like I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And um, I kind of threw myself into working. Now, I've always been artistically you know, inclined. I've done dancing and all of that. And for me, I wanted to do something that was creative. And then I remember the day my husband and I found the internet. I was like, wow, this is amazing. You can actually do things and connect with people. And email was like, wow, right? So we learned to, um, and really threw ourselves into learning this new medium. And my husband and I worked together we're creating a, an online business where we were making websites and we built a um, internet directory. And then fast forward a few years, we decided, you know, well, no one was paying attention to us in South Africa. For us, the rest of the world to do business with us, we needed to be based either in the US or the UK. So with him having a British passport, we upped and left and, um, you know, relocated ourselves to York. Yeah. And um, we then started the business all over again. And even though he's an engineer by, um, by profession, we've always been involved in marketing in some shape or form, whether it's email marketing or creating marketing strategies for our company or, and in our clients. 
So, you know, even going through a few years there, him and I started working together and then um, I fell in love with photography and decided, okay, I really want to make this my career. So, you know, I had, um, I spent 12 years as a professional photographer and the whole time I've always been involved in online and internet marketing. I've written two books, particularly for photographers. And um, I still, now and again, you know, chip in to help my husband with his business. He still has the same internet business now because after six years, we found he was getting a lot of clients online and they were, because he does a lot of their marketing strategies for them. So then we relocated once again and we are now here. We've been here nine years in the U.S. So throughout the whole years, you know, every development, I call them my Madonna moments. Every time I've had to make over myself, you know, we don't just move yeah. town. We move country. So we did it. <laughs> Even changing years. continents. I like yes, it. Yes, yeah. we had three Excellent. continents, three children. And mind you, all three of my kids were born in a different continent. And four different businesses later, we sure have um, got to figure out this whole rebranding, marketing, positioning, you know, how do you get your message out there? And, um, you know, as a, as a, I do consider myself a content marketer because now, fast forward a few years, all that experience I've had, and also in England, I had the opportunity to um, work as a live TV broadcaster for a local TV station. So I was trained as a broadcaster or TV presenter, as I know we, you guys call it there. Yeah, and um, so I've always had my my foot in the media type. So everything is kind of amalgamated together to bring me to this point in my life now, where everything that I love to do, like writing, content marketing, video, media, photography, it's all come together now. And uh, where I'm at now is I, I work with and help entrepreneurs position themselves, get their marketing message out there using clever marketing like video, which you, I know we'll go and I'll be yes, giving you a ton of dig into. yeah, I'll be I'll be giving you a ton of tips for that too in a moment. And um, that's where it brings me here today. So, yeah, it's been quite a, a, a roundabout journey, but um, I've learned a ton along the way. I see. And that explains so much because you can see how, you know, how uh, well developed your site and your offering really is. Uh, and obviously the photography, the video, all of that coming together along with your marketing experience, business experience. Um, you know, I think that's fantastic. And what, what, is, what is key with that as well is just showing how you can actually develop and that, you know, you may start off on one thing. For myself and Phil, we've had a couple of different projects now, uh, and we initially started talking about football of all things. You know, uh, but that doesn't mean that you have to be pigeonholed. You know, times change. It is. It's not a bad thing to move on. But obviously, I mean, I think what's really helping you get ahead, or what it seems to be from the outside looking in, is is video and, and being you know not being afraid to get on front of camera. Uh, as such, but I mean, what makes you know a great video, especially in this online world these days? You know, I mean, how how do you go about doing that? Right. Well, let's sort of back it up, and before we even get into the creation of the videos, this is the reason why I love to marry the the branding with the marketing strategy because a lot of people don't understand. You know, like I'm sure a lot of you have heard now, we have the likes of Periscope, and we have Blab, and people are podcasting. Um, there's so many mediums that you can pick from. But if you know what it is you want to achieve first, then you can really choose the platforms that work for you. Now, the reason why I love video, and I know I'm biased because I I actually teach it, but I'm really seeing a significant difference in the interactivity and the level of engagement it has with my ideal clients. As an example, I've had a podcast and an interview show myself. I started in 2013, and I also did it on Skype, did the whole recording, um, and then put it out there. Now, the likes of Blab, um, over the last couple of weeks, I've actually switched my whole show to to recording them live on Blab and interviewing wow. people. And the reason why I love it is that, uh, of course, because I'm trained live, to me this is easy, but it might not be easy for everybody, but there is a way you can learn the skills. But the reason why I love it is that it's because where people are. It's where the conversation's happening. It's live. It's interactive. You know, you can hide behind a Twitter tweet or a blog post, but when you put your face and your name on front of camera, People can immediately see you. They connect with you on a far deeper and quicker level. It's kind of like speed dating for business. Video is the best thing other than meeting someone in person that you can actually connect because with video, you can see the person, how they, they the sound of their voice, their body language, their eye contact. And especially in, in today's world where you're trying to build a business on trust, that is the fastest and quickest way to you know cut through the clutter and really make your message heard and resonate with the right people. Because with any you know marketing strategy we have, whatever we do, whether we write, whether we speak, whether we you know do interviews, you know, whatever it is that you do to attract clients to your business and whatever form of contact marketing you know tickles your fancy, at the end yeah. of the day, there's gotta be a strategy behind it. There's no point in just 
throwing spaghetti at a wall and think, oh, well, so-and-so is podcasting, so I better create my own show. Or I, oh, so-and-so is writing a book. I may, may as well write a book. Unless you know it's where your audience is, um, yeah. it, it's, it's difficult to kind of just try and do that. But that's saying that the stats are there. Video, like I was reading the other day, I think it was like Comstar said that um, people have 80% more engagement on a landing page when, it, when there's a video. Yeah. So if you're doing, you want people to sign up for your email list, having a video of you speaking to camera about what it is that you're offering is going to immediately attract the people who want to work with you. And at the same time, it will repel the ones who necessarily maybe are not a good fit. Because yeah. why do you want to waste your time, right? Yeah, Why I mean, do you want to waste your time with all that if it's not going to bring you what you want? Yeah, and that's that's something we've we've had experience with. I mean, I, I, I remember back when we when we started really pushing towards our email list in, in the early days. Um, we'd lucky enough to be just we just finished a live broadcast, I think, in uh, the radio station, and we said, you know what? Let's while we're in the studio, let's just get the camera rolling, and we'll just shoot a quick piece of video, uh, inviting people to join up to our email list, um, and obviously explaining what they get when they sign up, and the conversion rates from the, from that, as far as I can remember, were over sixty percent. Mm, yeah, I'm not is, surprised. Yeah, it's incredible, <laughs> isn't it? For for when you think about it, it's only a small tweak, really. Um, no, I really like that, and I, I think you're you're not the first. But you know, I think you're actually the second person who's come on and said that they're moving towards Blab. Um, and that's really interesting. I think that's something that we'll probably yeah. myself and Phil will need to even look into that ourselves because uh, you know, speaking openly and honestly, at, at the point of recording, that is a medium and a platform that I haven't engaged with. And I really like the way that you're outlining the fact that. Just because everybody is doing everything in different areas, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go out and copy. I mean, look, there's nothing worse than some sort of, you know, copycat marketing or copycat anything going on. So absolutely, where is your audience? Go and try serve them. Um, that, I really like that. That, that, that. And it raises an interesting point, Paul, and I don't know if you picked up on, on, on it while, uh, while Mimica was talking, but in terms of having so many platforms out there, and you've said it yourself, you know, you've got Blab, you've Periscope, you can do this Facebook Live, obviously, is there now as well. Um, but it's being where, where your audience is. How do you decide which ones are going to work for you and your audience? Or what kind of research do you do you put in or do you recommend that people do before they decide or hang their hat on a certain platform? Yeah, it's a very good question. And I, I get asked this all the time. And, and the thing is, there's no one quick fix for everybody. And it all comes down to testing. And what my advice is when somebody says, you know, oh, should I do this or should I do that? Like, should I do Facebook ads or, you know, whatever marketing strategy you're using, I always ask you before you think of the, the, the platform, what is the strategy? Who is your audience? Who is the person that you're going after and where do they hang out? Like, you know, I don't spend time on Google Plus anymore because I know my audience is not there. It's just a complete waste of time. I don't think Where, anybody anybody's audience is <laughs> I think it's Google a graveyard. <laughs> I mean, you know, some people have said great things about Pinterest. And I'm, I'm sure I have a Pinterest account. I have almost a 1,000 followers. But I don't get the engagement that I, that I like. Hmm. And I've had to, the only way I've learned this is to really test it. Like, I've tested every platform there is available, even like the likes of Snapchat. And I was like, I don't like that because it doesn't save your content. So at the end of the day, you have to try it. So my advice was to what I would do is like there's a book called Traction, and um, it's it's a very interesting way to look at things because there's about 22 different traction traction content marketing is one of them. The channels you could pick in order to get your message out there, but you will only know until you start to test them to see is this something I like. Like saying that you know I'm loving Blab because for me I love the live conversation. I know how to keep a conversation going. Um, some people are really really shy. They're kind of like awkward when they you know get in front of a camera they don't know how to ask the right questions or maybe they have a lot of confidence issues so maybe an audio podcast is better for them they maybe feel more comfortable just using audio so again you know just i mean we're talking about video and i can you know i really hope that people will take the the encouragement that it is easy enough to start and to at least try because the tools are at our disposal like i've just got my new iphone 6 i'm so excited oh, i'm, I'm so jealous to- I'm so jealous. It does. It doesn't release here just yet. Uh, I think I've oh, got. To, I've got. To, I've got to wait another week. I think before I can get my hands on. One. I just got my hands on it last night, and I'm busy. It still has this plastic on. I haven't quite really synced everything yet. But the reason I bought it is is that I want to do more video because I really think that the tools have become so accessible now that be able to try these things is actually cheap. And this is an example. Like when I started my podcast interview show, I first started with live because our live is what I know, right? But back then, this was like October 2013, so just like two years ago, I had to hire a live streaming company that did all the mixing for me. So I would 
be doing, and then she would count me down, right? I'd have, you know, the earpiece and she'd say, okay, you know, your guest is coming on live in five, four, three, two, and just like I was trained in TV. But I couldn't see my audience and I couldn't see what the audi- what the viewers were seeing. Mm. But on top of that, she charged me 300 US dollars to do that for me. And I soon realized I cannot afford to do this. And I realized that I had to figure out another way that would be more efficient for me to create the shows I wanted to create, which is why I eventually tried Skype. And um, even then, I've had um, a video editor who's in Spain, might you, he's actually been doing all my edits for me. But about six weeks ago, I was introduced to Blab. And the reason why, for me, it's a game changer is, number one, it's free. Anybody can create an account. You just need to have a Twitter account. And you are able to connect very easily with people that you might not have necessarily been able to find before because these people are really engaged and want to learn. And second of all, it's totally, you know, eliminated the need for production. I've got my system down to fine art now where I know, you know, the start of the recording, the end of the recording, I can literally pull in the video because about 20 minutes after my blab, I'm emailed an audio and a video file. So even if you just do audio podcasts, you can record it as a video, but then you, you can just upload the audio to iTunes. So it's really reduced a lot of my production costs and time. So now what's great is I can do more of them more often. So now instead of doing like one show a week, I'm now doing maybe three to five a week because they're live. And I can literally get the excitement, get the guests on. They're super excited to be on the show, um, get them to promote before. Because I don't know about you guys, I'm sure you find it pretty hard that once you've had the guest on and you've done all the edits and you have it out live, it's pretty hard to convince, well, not all of them, but some of them to get people to help you promote the, the, the show. Um, so for me, what I found is by switching to Blab, what it's done is it creates that excitement before the event. Because like we're going to a party, right? You're excited about choosing the outfits and getting to meet new people. And that, But after the party, it's less today's news. So why I'm so excited about live video and Periscope is another one, and I'll give you some reasons, the differences in, to coming up soon too. But the idea is that it's where people are hanging out. I'm able to cut through a lot of clutter. I'm able to reduce a lot of my costs. And it's these are the right people who want what I have to offer, who are ready to take action. And I mean, even from Blab, I've been doing it for two weeks now. This is my second week of doing my show. Um, I've probably doubled my Twitter followers. And I've got at least six or seven people who've reached out to me who've you know, been interested in working with me in some shape or form, whether it's as a coach or doing consulting. I've been invited on other shows. I've, you know, I've started to get traction. And I mean, these are things I've been paying for, like say, Facebook ads. Yeah. I've been trying to build my email list with Facebook ads. I mean, I recently did a launch, spent like $1,300 on an event, a webinar event to drive traffic and the conversions rates were not great. But I've been able to get the same amount of people within two weeks of being on Blab and it's cost me nothing other than my time. Free so that's money. what's Yeah, exactly. So for me, that's why I feel like now is the best time for you to get onto video. And the reason why is that it's not a very crowded platform yet. You know, everything else is super crowded. That is it's, for me, I'm like a salmon. As soon as someone's everybody the, the the general public starts flocking in the same direction, I'm out of there. I'm sort going in the opposite <laughs> I'm way. Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting upstream. So while everybody else is trying to do you know, like um, Facebook and all. I'm not saying I'm Facebook. I still use Facebook a ton and that's I use in groups. But in terms of trying to reach people on a deeper engaged level, mm. for me, video has eliminated a lot of those extra steps because yeah. people can get to know, like, and trust me immediately with video. Absolutely. I mean, this is how I sound. You can see me on video. You can see the eye contact. You can see the body language. And either you like me or, or you don't. And if you don't, that's fine. Don't waste my time. I'm not going to waste your time. I want to rather... I'd rather have what they call, what they say, like a thousand true fans who are super engaged than 30,000, you know, Twitter likes yeah, or fans. Yeah, yeah. How does that really relate to business, right? Exactly. So, it doesn't. It's, you know, it's it, it looks great on a page, but, you know, in your bank account, it's not worth anything. Yeah. And I've seen it too many times. I mean, even I was on two blabs today, same discussion, people just trying to hustle to try get, okay, I've got 30,000 people who are following me on Twitter, but I can't get any business from it. Like, how is that useful? I think we've grown up now. I think the terms of social media of being, you know, this this geeky kid now, now we're kind of getting, you know, young adults, we're starting to realize we need to start paying the bills and, you know, we've got to get serious with life and I can't just be spending money on free stuff all the time. I've yeah. got to actually go and, you know, this means business now and it's not a popularity contest. This isn't high school anymore. And I think <laughs> this is the shift, you know, we're seeing in social media. Is it has been about likes and followers and clicks and – but. At the end of the day, 
Now it's I mean, about I the have, substance. It's exactly. We got to go deeper. I'd yeah. rather have people go deeper than wider, especially yeah, like yeah. say with ideal clients, rather have a, a handful of, of people who really are going to buy from you than a whole bunch of people who really are just not into you. Yeah. So, and I mean, in a- terms of in terms of doing those blabs, um, obviously you said you've you've increased the amount of shows you're now doing in a week. So that must put a little bit of pressure on you um, to come up with the content topics for the shows, because obviously if you're doing one a week, you have a little bit more leeway in terms of what am I going to talk about this week. You could you may only have to be a week ahead of yourself, really. Well, now you've got you. now you've got to be you know you've got to be six or seven steps ahead. So how do you come up with those ideas to keep it fresh? Well, this is what's great is why I love interviewing, and this is the difference. And I'll explain to you now the difference between Periscope and Blab. Now the reason why Blab to me is like easy is because my guests come up with the content i don't have to go and dig in like periscope i still love periscope but why i'm sort of leaning more towards really putting a lot of effort into blab is i literally have i have a system okay for anything you've got to have a system to get people through organized to be on my show like i, I prep my guests of what to expect how the show's going to go i give them a pdf of how to prepare their lighting their audio and i always ask them what is your superpower what do you love to teach and for me, this is one thing I will not delegate to, um, like I have a VA that helps me with some things, but one thing I will not do is I'm on the lookout for people who are offering great content. So I'll go stalk other people's blabs or look on Periscope or look on Facebook groups. Who are the most engaged people? Are they offering something? Do they mean what they say and are they actually successful in their own right? So when I interview a guest, the guest is providing me with the content. My job is to find the elements of the best content that they can provide for my clients and ask the questions that I know my audience wants to know. So the hardest part for me is often just coming up with the the topic or the headline, like what are we going to talk about? But really, because they're providing that information to me based on their superpower, it's actually super easy. Now, the difference between Blab and Periscope is like Blab is great if you want to for interviews, you want to meet with other people, you know, people, it's connect to Twitter, which is why it's great to see social media. So instead of having a show and then having to go load in a whole post-production series of trying to promote yourself on all the social media platforms, because it's live, you literally open up a blab and there's a little button that says, tell a little bird. It's connected to Twitter. And as um, yesterday, in actual fact, they launched a new feature where um, as soon as you go online, it has a button. Do you want to share this with your followers? So immediately, my followers via Twitter are getting notified that I've just hopped on someone else's blab. So I've realized that instead of just being a stalker, where the value lies in me gaining those extra eyeballs is to actually be on other people's shows. So like the other day, I hijacked Ryan Handley's show. It was like so hilarious. He was like, I'm the show talking to these guys. And they said, oh, we're opening up the seats. I was like, okay, I'm here. Like I had everything ready. Just started the conversation and asking relevant questions. And now, get this, so now when people are retweeting the replay, because I hopped onto Blab, it immediately includes my Twitter handle. So now, Ryan Hanley talks about so-and-so on his show with Mamika Cooney. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? That's, a, that's a sneaky ninja trick. I know, it's awesome. Shh, don't tell anyone. But <laughs> it's like, not many people are understanding the power of this. And that's why I think is when something is working, you need to be one of the early settlers. Like, if you're listening to this today, no more excuses about being scared about being on camera. You don't have to lose 10 pounds. You don't have to have your hair done. This is raw, unedited, live, real, authentic stuff. People want to see the real you. You just need to be brave enough to click that start now button and start to take part in the conversation. Because as soon as you do the first thing, the first step, it's like riding a bicycle. You'll feel so much confident the second time you do it. Now, let me go back. That always reminds me of something my mother used to tell me. (laughs) I'm sure. It was always you say, if you put yourself out there, good things will happen. Exactly. So just but go you've for got to be it. brave enough to just press the button. And sometimes I'm like, oh, my hair's a mess. Do I really? I don't really feel like it. But I'm like, you know what? I've set myself up that my computer, my lighting, and my microphone are always ready. And I make sure that if, if somebody's got a good conversation and I think that I could offer some value to the conversation, of course, don't be spammy. Nobody wants to know to be spammy. Um, offer value and help the person along. Like I find I can try help ask questions and provide value that maybe this person who's hosting the blab is maybe struggling with. So it's, again, it's about, you know, being present, being visible and offering good value in in terms of content that you know that you can talk about. Now let's compare the two, like the new things, the new kids on the block are blab and Periscope. So blab is a little uh, even younger. It's still in beta phase because they still are developing things and making things easier for you to connect things. Um, And beta, as we know, is means, uh, 
less people so, there means your message can get across. Exactly. I, the surprising thing is because most people I've seen don't have more than a thousand followers on Blab yet. And that's people who are like got big lists. Mm. And even the other day, like there were these big names, heavy hitters like Jordan Harbinger of the Art of Charm, uh, uh, John Corcoran. And I happened to know somebody who was having, and then I, I could see they were having troubles with Blab. So I hopped on and started giving him troubleshooting guides. You know, how do you fix your camera? How to do the lighting? So now I have that connection with him. I would have never been able to get on his show. If yeah, I had great connection to get, Exactly. So he's going to know about me now. He knows my name. He's going to hear and I'm going to keep myself visible. So the difference between um, Blab and Periscope is that Blab is great for interviews. It's great for connecting with people and, and you can have up to four people join a conversation. So kind of think of it that Google Hangouts and Periscope had a baby and they had Blab. Okay. So now let's talk about a Periscope for a moment. Periscope really is being designed for smartphones. So iPhones, Androids. I, have, I personally have an iPhone, and that's the way that I've learned to use it. Now, the way I look at things is um, Periscope is a great way for you to really um, build your, your authority and um, so for people to know what it is you're about. So Periscope is you talking into your phone. You can't hear or see your audience, but you can see comments. People can literally type in comments, and you can solicit um, hearts. Now, that's when people tap, tap, tap on the screen. Some people have used it as a popularity contest, you know, just like likes again. But for me, I use it more of a way of an indication. Am I, my content resonating with my, my audience? So for me, it's like I always, I always, it's again, coming to a call to action. Okay, what do I want to achieve with this? For me, it's all been about list building. So I'm offering great content, great tips. If you want to know more about me, go and visit my website. You can grab my, I'm like, I have a seven-day video challenge at mamikacooney.com. And this is something I say on every blab, on every periscope. By the way, if you're listening, you can do that too, mamikacooney.com. <laughs> Absolutely. And you can get the video challenge. And then, so with periscope, you know, there, there is audience interaction, but you do have to come up with the content yourself. Most periscopes that work really well is like if you have a theme, like I'm sure you guys have heard of Chris Ducker. He does what yeah, he calls yeah. Duckerscopes. That guy, dude, he is on there like several times a day. I, I can't do that many times. Like, <laughs> that's because that's that's he doesn't have the hair to worry about. Exactly. <laughs> but, have you heard of, I've heard him on other podcasts. He plans like 30 days in advance. Oh, Chris he is well, goes, ahead, well ahead of himself. Exactly. So, I mean, he, this is, he's seeing this as his own show. Like if you were doing an Oprah show or, a, a, you know, whatever show you're doing, you need to plan the content. So, Periscope is great if you're confident enough to be basically monologuing to yourself. You're mm. talking to yourself or you're talking to your phone. You're asking for audience um, insights. You're getting them to comment. You answer questions. And you do have to answer exactly what people are asking you there. And the thing yeah. is, it doesn't have to be long. Often, consistency and frequency is actually far more effective. But again, it's a, it's a very early um, platform. You can get your name out there. I've heard people who've literally been on Periscope for less than 30 days who've now you know built a list of 10,000 10, people and are making sales Yeah, because you're cutting through the chase against the noise, right? You can say on Periscope, hey, I'm hosting this event. And you've even seen some people, you say you're doing an, a webinar, like I host webinars through Webinar Jam. I could literally sit up my phone and be Periscoping the webinar at the same time. So I'm reaching people on Periscope as well is on my webinar platform so again yeah. it's all about see i love that and multiplicity that, yeah that's that's my big thing i know we, we've spoke about it on previous episodes is that i'm a big a big advocate of if you can do something once and you do you you have to put the time and effort into creating this content and, and putting the putting the hours in well then how can we repurpose this or how can we make it fit for more than one purpose just because i have written an article doesn't mean that that's it it can only just go on my blog and i can't do any more with it or again, if I've just done a video, what can I do with the video? How can I repurpose that to go out on another platform? And it's massive. And it also kind of, I think, will help people in terms of, well, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Blab, I'm on Periscope. How do I get fresh content for each one of these platforms? It doesn't have to be fresh content every time. You can repurpose it to fit the platform that you're working with. Mm -hmm. And, that's, yeah, and exactly, th that's a big thing that I think people need to realize. Is. And this is exactly exact an example that I did as well with Periscope. Um, if you actually go to mamikacooney.com forward slash Periscope, you can grab a, a PDF that I created of how you easily can get started. It helps you set up, um, gives you some tips about how you repurpose. One of them is using um, the service called Catch with a K, K-A-T-C-H. Mm -hmm. So basically you use that in your headline as a hashtag. And what that does is it saves your Periscopes. Because the thing with Periscope is the, you have the, the broadcast, but they only are live for 24 hours. 
So that was one of the things I was a bit, yeah, I like this, but I don't really like the fact that I can't save them. Until I discovered that you can, A, save it to your camera roll, and then you take it off your phone, and then what I've been doing is really just uploading my periscopes to YouTube. So again, I've repurposed them there. And now that I've discovered um, Catch, after I do my periscopes, I create a blog post out of them. So I literally can either download the video, upload to YouTube again, or I can embed the code and put that on my blog post so the video plays, and, and really that's the primary factor. So if you want to get an idea of how Periscope works, go to mamikakuni.com forward slash Periscope, and it'll give you my download. And then it's going to send you a series of emails. I actually did a Periscope, a five-day Periscope challenge. For, for five days, I helped my audience get used to using Periscope. I covered everything from lighting to content creation, headlines, um, microphone setups, and uh, it was a five-day challenge. And I tell you, the people that were with me with that, the challenge then are now just like taking off like nobody's business. They, they really are finding clients, building their email list, even if they felt like they were a nobody. It literally is that easy. Within 30 days, you can gain market share. But the, the, the thing is, is you've got to take action now. Yeah, and I mean, the, the, and the one thing that I picked up from that as well, obviously with Periscope, the fact that, you know, we were talking about people tapping on the screen and you're getting the hearts and the, is the content resonating with them, is that that in itself can be a great way if you're looking to fill your editorial calendar and think, well, okay, I need to plan out some, some content for the next week, the next month or the next six months, depending how, how far ahead of yourself you are, is that you can jump on Periscope and go, okay, guys, listen, I'm thinking of putting together a blog series on um, video creation. What are the kind of things we want to know about video creation and what are the kind of things you're struggling with at the moment? Then you're going to get comments and then you can give little answers there and then so they're getting some feedback and obviously judging by the amount of hearts and taps you can tell your audience listen if this is the kind of thing you're looking for or you really like what i'm saying don't forget to tap the screen show me that you know i'm re- i'm covering the points you want to cover but also it's giving you some some key research into areas you might want to cover in the future and it's instant gratification for the ideas that you might have it's a bit like a, a stand-up comic who comes up with some uh, some uh, jokes that he wants to tell at a show, they'll always run them by someone else first to see, well, are they funny or is it just my sense of humor or will other people get this? So from that point of view, it's an excellent way just to throw some topics out there, see what's working, and maybe your audience will give you stuff that you would never have thought of them because, I mean, after all, we are thought leaders and experts within our field. So what we think, uh, well, everyone, everyone knows that or we perceive that, our audience will already know the basics or the fundamentals that may not be the case and we may gloss over them whereas the truth of the matter is they're screaming out for more information on that topic oh for sure and that's the thing is we often think that you know when you become an expert in something and even then that's a whole nother discussion you think okay when am i expert you know well it's basically when you're a step or two ahead of somebody else who needs where you needs the help to get to where you are at you are an expert you can help them along the path so for me again it's it's definitely it's and, and also, like, I'm, I've had a, my daughter's now five and finally in school. But for the last five years, I've had to figure out how to work quicker, smarter, and more efficiently with my time. I don't have time to spend hours and hours. Um, you know, even though I'm a writer and I have written, I, that's not my first claim to fame. For me, it's I can talk. I'm sure you can tell. I will much <laughs> rather talk than actually write a thousand words blog posts. And the easiest way for me to do is that by talking to other people, and even I will talk into a camera, record the audio, and I can have someone transcribe that for me. Yeah. So, again, just because you've heard blogging works for people, if you're not a writer, there are other ways for you to get your content out there. And you made a really good point, too. People are tired of this push content sort of strategy where, you know, like newspapers constantly just pushing out what they want to say. People have become a lot more – they have a – we're more connoisseurs now for, for knowledge. As I said, we're growing up. We're not just teenagers who want to be at every single party. We're becoming young adults now and we're understanding that our businesses have to evolve. We need to get a little bit more mature and we need to be, okay, I'm going to be a bit more selective about the stuff that I see, watch and listen and, you know, read. So you, it's not like um, unless you're the Huffington Post and you've got like so many million viewers, most of us have to make sure that the content we're putting out there does resonate with our ideal clients. And why better not than to ask them? I mean, and I, this is a mistake I've made so many times, even with courses. And I tell you, that's a whole other thing we could talk about too on another episode, is how to create the right courses, is I learned this the hard way. Thinking, this is what I would want to teach, and this is what I know, wasn't necessarily what was resonating with the clients. Like for me, I thought they'd want to know maybe more advanced strategies, but I was forgetting a big part of my audience were actually more on a basic level who needed, you know, how do you set up a Facebook account? Like, 
you know, again, and if I didn't test and ask my audience what they wanted, then and then we wonder why we have these failed launches. Like if I don't know, if I can't find that need by doing surveys or doing questions or doing strategy calls or discovery calls or whatever it is that you like to do to get responses from your ideal clients, once you understand what they, and they often use them as, these are trigger words, like the things that they're actually struggling with, then you can come up with content, whether it's you write a blog post or create a video, based on addressing that particular need. Because there's no point in, you know, again, throwing spaghetti at the wall. It doesn't work anymore. People are looking for something very specific and they're going to seek you out and they're going to seek out that information they want. So you need to make sure that you position yourself to be there, providing the solution to that particular problem that they want. And then things like courses and coaching and consult and whatever package or products um, you offer people, then it's easy to get bums on seats or eyeballs because it's what people want as opposed to what we want. No, I really like that. Um, I mean, there's there's so much there and you're covering off so many uh, different angles and different areas. And I suppose, obviously, you've got a, you've got a very good following, a, a community on Facebook. You obviously have your email list and you're, you know, um, you have a number of years of experience with it. Um, but how have you reached out to, I suppose, let's say your ideal clients? Perhaps you don't have them at the moment or it was a time when you didn't have them, was it? I suppose traditionally would it have been the, the email, you know, what can we help you with? And is it now very much a case of get on Periscope and ask? Would you say it's now become as simple as that? Um, or, you know, what would you re- what way would you recommend people maybe go about it today as, as like, things are changing so fast in this online world? Oh, yeah. And as I said, you know, if there was a magic bullet, I would love to know about it too. But <laughs> it's a cumulative thing. It, you know, if there was just one way and I'd say, yes, you've got to do this and that only, then that would be easy, right? Everybody would be doing it. Absolutely. At the end of the day, it comes down to testing. And it's like who you are and what you provide the world and then who your clients are and where they are. Once you can connect the dots and make sure that you are, you are showing up in the places that your ideal clients are and will need you, then you can start providing content that resonates with them. Based on feedback, based on like listening, like I'm a, I'm a member of many different Facebook groups. Now I've basically got them down to about six or seven that are my favorites based of just listening to the conversation, you know, and just hearing what people have to say. So then I know that I can tweak what I have to offer to really provide an, a solution to those problems. So, I mean, there isn't a one fixed solution to everybody. It, again, you just have to test it. And one of my challenges I always say with my clients is try something for 30 days. Like, okay, if you want to try Blab, get yourself your your um, account set up, get a decent microphone, get a decent um, a camera, and make sure you've got some, you know, good lighting so at least people can see your face, even if you face the window and you do this during the day. And then start to listen to the conversation. Start watching other people's Blabs. Then start hopping onto other people's Blabs. And then if you're brave enough and you decide you want to do this full time, then you can create your own shows and your own interviews and you can then lead the conversation. But the only way you'll know is if you try. Like, you know, I've tried several things and not all of them have worked exactly how I'd want to. But what I've realized is by by trying them and building and just building on one step after another, it becomes cumulative. Then after a while, like even if you do guest blogging, you know, guest blogging eventually will pay off dividends in the long run, even though it's a lot of hard work in the beginning. Same thing with videos. It's a lot more maybe effort to to film that video. Well, it feels like it's a lot of effort. And I can tell you, if you come to my course, confidentvideo.com, it's not that hard. I'll teach you how. But, you know, creating it at first and then having a longevity in the content you create, I think is a far better strategy that all of us content marketers can have because the more we can have valuable content out there and like you said, repurpose it, reuse it, spread it across platforms, like every blab, every periscope I do goes on my YouTube channel. YouTube channels directing traffic back to my website. My website is my home base for where I capture email addresses, and that's how I start the conversation. Because put it this way, you know, you can't go up to someone like a cute girl in the bar and go, "Hey, honey, you want to get married?" She'll slap you. That's not how we do business anymore. You know, business has become personal. You need to be able to start it as a relationship, like. Get permission to have their email address. Then slowly start to start the conversation and give them content. Give them something valuable. Get them in a process and eventually you warm them up and warm me up. And then eventually you can ask for the sale. But you don't go from first date to being married, you know, immediately. But a lot of us, you know, marketers think that's how you should do it. I need to be selling, 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 selling. And unfortunately, that's just not how it goes anymore. You just need to be putting in the work 
do the put in the effort and do the work and it'll pay off dividends yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I suppose, look, thanks very much for coming on. We could literally keep going and, and talk all night. I don't know, Phil, if you have any more questions you want to jump in. And, and make, obviously, I'm, I'm conscious of you. I don't want to take too much more of your time. Um, oh, no problem. This has been fun. But, yeah, video, definitely. If, you, if this is one thing you haven't tried yet, you have a good old-fashioned smartphone. Even the older versions are fairly decent. As I said, yeah. people... The, oh, the other good thing that I've realized as well with the, the likes of Blab and Periscope is people are over the perfection. You know, you don't have to have this totally Hollywood-styled, edited. I mean, even my show, I started with trying to be too perfect. And as I've gone along, I've kind of dropped all the bells and whistles. And eventually, I'm down to grassroots. You know, yeah, I'm literally we, we learned that the hard simple. way. Um, I remember some uh, some trial and error with a green, sc- green screen a couple of years ago, Paul, if you remember correctly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forget, yeah. <laughs> that was a, a trial and error of um, patience and skill, I would say. And the, mm-hmm. the final result. Um, I don't think it ever really saw the light of day, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we went for the big Hollywood look, and eventually we realized, you know what? Let's just sit ourselves in the studio, hit record, and go with it, you know. And that's exactly. how it worked. I mean, as Paul said, we could probably spend an, another hour, and I do have, um, I've loads of other questions I, I I'd like to ask it, and I maybe we'll save them for another interview. We might get you on uh, again shortly, and we'll go through some other bits. There, there is one other question though I do want to ask you before you leave us. Um, obviously, given your background in, in live broadcasting and uh, all the video production that you do, what would you say is one of the biggest mistakes that you've seen people make when it comes to video? Right. Well, I think we've sort of mentioned it earlier too, is first of all, is trying to make it too complicated and just having the fear of not trying. It's like a lot of us get so stuck in our own heads and hold ourselves back, not actually taking the step to try it. And the perfection paralysis, I mean, myself included, so how many times I've held myself back from, I have these great, grandiose ideas, but I never get them out. I never get to ship them because yeah. I'm so worried about perfection that if it's not perfect and if it's not, you know, all the, the, the T's crossed and the I's dotted that you can't put it out there. But I think the thing is, the biggest mistake was I took too long to get stuff out there. I kind of mm. missed the boat. Like it reminds me of this, my whole, what I call my Instagram journey. I, you know, I'm a, I've been a photographer for 12 years. I take great imagery, but I was too slow to actually get traction on it. So that's why I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to faff about this anymore. If I see something that's going to work, I want to get my name out there and get, you know, put my flag in the sand and decide that I'm going to actually take action because, you know, imperfect action is better than perfect inaction. You know, rather you just try it. I mean, I look at the videos I first did with my first show. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I seriously did that. Like, <laughs> ah, the lighting was awful. So be great editing. But you know what? The you still put them out there. there. Yeah, It's absolutely. still on my YouTube channel. Please don't go search for it. It's really ugly. But the content <laughs> is really good. I'm very tempted to do so. <laughs> <laughs> the content is still good. And that's we're getting down to brass roots. You know, what is it that you have to offer? Give good value, good content, and people will find you. And forget about being all shiny and and. You know, I still think we can look pretty, but we don't have to be too complicated. Just do it. Yeah, and that's something that's come up uh, in previous podcasts is that it's not about you. It's about your audience. So they don't really care what you look like. They're not really looking at you, but they are listening to the content and you're creating and what you're what what you're offering them along the way. They don't care if your hair is what you would say is a mess. It's not it's not an issue for them. The problem they will have is that if the content isn't up to scratch, they're not going to hang around. They're not likely to leave if they don't really like the look of you as long as your content is good. Yeah, I mean, how many times have you watched a Hollywood blockbuster movie, all the big hoopla about the show, and then you go and see it and the story was bad? Yeah, oh, it's okay. You know, you spend money and you feel like, ugh. Yeah, they had all the fancy the special effects. But if the story was bad, I'm sorry, you're not going to hold my attention. No. Same thing. You know, we are our own story. Our Very brand is, is the movie, and we got to think about that, how we put it out there. Keep it, keep it real and keep it valuable, and people will come. Mimica, I think um, we will wrap it up just about there. There's plenty of gold nuggets of information for the audience to take away from this one, but I also think we may have opened other doors for another interview uh, in the near future. Um, and just before you leave, uh, let our audience know where they can get a hold of you if they want to drop you a line and uh, thank you for the great information they've received today or see what you're doing over uh, at uh, the uh, was it confidentvideo.com, I believe. Yes, yeah, if you want to get in touch with me, as I said, um, uh, find me on my website. That's my home base, which is Mimi Kakuni, as M I M 
I-K-A-C-O-O-N-E-Y, like George Clooney without the L.com. We'll pop that in the show notes. Yes. So that's where you can get my video challenge. It's a free series that I've put together. And then my course that I teach is called Confident Video. We have... um, we open up a couple of times a year, so you want to get on the list, here, even if we are closed at the moment, to be able to get on the next round um, of learners. And basically what I do is I take you through the whole process of how to use video, how to pick a platform. We cover all the tech and tools, but most importantly is we work on giving you confidence so you can actually use video and see results in your in your business. Because there's no point in trying these strategies and knowing the tech. It's The tech is one part of it, but it's helping you overcome those things that are holding you back from using the tools that are available for you today. So definitely you can go get it. also a free series there at confidentvideo.com. And then things like with, which are on my website, if you want, I have a blab download at mamikakuni.com slash blab, as well as mamikakuni.com slash periscope. And those are individual downloads you can get um, that I share with you of how to actually set up your accounts and get going. Fantastic. We'll make sure to put all those in the show notes, of course, for people who want to go and have a look at that. And I strongly suggest you do. In fact, I think I might pop in there as soon as we're done here and have a little look myself. Um, as Paul said, thank you very much for coming on the show. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to come and speak with us. And uh, hopefully we will chat again to you soon. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me on. This has been super fun. Yes, so that was Mamika Cooney. I think you'll agree some great pieces of advice there from Mamika when it comes not only to using video and building trust amongst your prospective clients, but also about how best you can be using the likes of Blab and Periscope. I mean, just to go over some of the great things that Mamika has said to us today. With so many platforms out there, um, you need to choose um, what you want to achieve from the social platform. And that way you can really decide whether it's going to work for you. So, I mean, in terms of video, as that was the main topic of today's show, I mean, Periscope and Blab were ideal for Mamika, not only to get herself in front of the camera, but also to have interaction with prospective clients and with her audience. But also, she was then able to get onto other Blabs with other respected people within her niche and have conversations with them reach out to their audience, become more well-known and really get her name and brand out there. So I really like that from Amika. You know, you really need to uh, figure out what you want to achieve first. Then you can really choose the platforms that work for you. So definitely something to be bear in mind. There's no point in doing something without an end game. We've heard that before over uh, various podcast guests that we've had on the show. So you need, need, need really need... So you really need to figure out what your end game is with the social platform so whether you're trying to drive traffic to your site to build your list just to build your brand awareness depending on what it is you need to figure out what the platform is for and then you can start to figure out whether it's going to work for you and once you've done that of course Mamika was saying about um figuring out where people are you know one of the quotes we have from Mamika about blab is she basically said well it's where people are it's where the conversations are happening so that's now where she is she has shifted her focus to blab and she's seeing some great results from it One of the interesting things as well that uh, Mamika spoke about was engagement on landing pages when we use video. She said that 80% more engagement on a landing page when there is video. Certainly something to bear in mind, as I said, within the show. That's something that both myself and Paul did a few years ago. We were looking to tweak our marketing message and build our email list in a previous business. And we'd been over in the national radio station. We were in studio, just finished a record. And we decided what a what better place to record a quick video than in the studio. Nice, clean backgrounds. Sound quality wasn't going to be an issue. We're in a, in a sound recording studio. And we were able to just shoot a quick video saying, listen, we've just finished a podcast. Uh, this is what it was about. If you want to get more of this, you can sign up to our email list and we'll shoot you a mail with everything you need to know. And as I said, I'd have to go back and fully check it. But it was in around 60% conversion rate we got simply by switching from plain text to video and it didn't take us that long in fact it was shot on an ipad and we just edited it up afterwards loaded onto the site and away it went and it was 60 percent if my memory serves me correct so really definitely something to bear in mind if you're not doing video you really should be Um, and as i say that we're 
if you've been paying attention to our Instagram feed and our Facebook pages, you've seen we've been shooting some video recently. Um, that's in the final stages of post-production and hopefully we'll be with you very shortly. You can see what we're doing when it comes to video. Um, maybe you can get some inspiration from that. I suppose moving on from that as well, Mika was very clear um, that you need to figure out who is the audience, who is the person you're going after and where do they hang out. And again, that all comes down to what platforms you want to use. And one of the biggest takeaways I think that that I took from it was another quote from Amiga that said, imperfect action is better than perfect inaction. So don't worry about it. Get it out there. Pull the trigger. If you put it out there, you will get a response. I guarantee it. You will get no response if it sits in a folder on your computer and you're hemming and hawing. I don't think it's good enough. It could be better. Maybe it could be better. But for the moment, that's what you have to work with and you need to put it out there because it will not do you any good sitting on a file on your computer. So as Mamika says, keep it real, keep it valuable and people will come. That's all you have to worry about. They're not concerned about how you look and your hair or the lighting or the makeup. Once the content is of value to them, they will come back. At the end of the day, that's what they're there for, to learn from you, to get as much value from you as they can. And once you keep that in mind, I wouldn't particularly worry about it too much. But as I said, great show from Mamika. If you want to know more about her, you can head over to mamikakuni.com. Also, don't forget she has the uh, Periscope and Blab downloads. You can get at mamikakuni.com forward slash Blab or mamikakuni.com forward slash Periscope. And uh, I would definitely recommend that you check those out. For those links and everything else, you can check out the show notes over on content.academy. That is, of course, content.academy forward slash episode 13. So you can head there for the show notes. As always, a rating or review on iTunes would be greatly appreciated. Really lets us know that we're helping you with your online content and taking it to the next level and building your business with better content. If you're still looking to get your hands on our editorial calendar, you can do so by heading on over to content.academy. You'll see it there on the homepage. There's a big green button that says get it now. You can get our free editorial calendar that we use to grow content.academy. Certainly one I think you should at least have a look at and see. It can be customized. We show you how to do that in a follow-up video definitely worth having a look at maybe you don't want to implement every part of it but certainly some pieces within that may work very well for you and your business but until next time have a great week 